0: enjoy this re-release of our interview with brian demo he and his family redesigned their life hit the open road and haven't looked back this is an amazing story about how to design your life it was also the springboard for the podcast that brian and i do play the game you're in which you can catch wherever you're listening to this episode so after you're done go ahead and search for play the game you're in and take a listen. Thanks. Enjoy. Welcome to another talking with on Bree. I'm so glad you're here. If you have ever been told that you're less than, that you couldn't, if you haven't realized your power and your greatness, you've come to the right place. Sit back, relax, Taken all the inspiration as we talk to some pretty powerful people. Enjoy.
1: Happy Sunday morning here at Anbry. We are here with our Talking With Live interview series, and we are here with Brian Demo, which I've been pronouncing for the last ten years. <laughs> Demo. <laughs>
2: everybody does
1: (laughs) how are you this morning
2: i'm awesome how are you
1: i'm good tell me where are you sitting right now
2: we are sitting uh just outside of mount vernon at a campground here uh north uh so it's pretty much northern washington
1: northern washington how's the weather up there
2: finally the sun is out after days of rain (laughs) happily sitting outside for a little
1: while how long have you been in Washington?
2: Uh, we've been here about uh, around two weeks now.
1: And where did you drive from?
2: Uh, from this trip to get up here, oh wow, we've been on the road for we been on the road for nine months now. So, uh, but this trip to get up here, we uh, we started in the SoCal, down uh, Mariana Temecula area, went to go mm-hmm. see friends. I uh, Had made our way up here. So we left that area. I'd say probably March middle of March and then we made our way up here
1: all right and if you move your head a little bit there's a map behind you
2: yeah that's uh that is the travels of travels
1: wow how long have you guys been on the road
2: uh total right now was right around nine months continuous
1: nine months and you've already hit all of those spots
2: yeah we went way too fast we that was a huge mistake but we've seen some cool stuff
1: Efficiencies of the Marine Corps seems to be serving me well out there on the road. (laughs) (laughs) So I want to start at the beginning. I like to start at the beginning with my interviews. When did you join the Marine Corps? Uh,
2: September of 19, well, in high school. So it would be more May of 1999. May of
1: 1999. So you were in high school around seventeen.
2: 18. Yeah, I just turned yes. few months, turning 18.
1: A few months after you turned 18. Had you ever wanted to do anything else besides the Marine Corps?
2: Nope, not. Can ask the whole family. Probably since I was five or six years old, everyone knew I was going to be a jarhead.
1: I want you to expand on that. What, what was it at five that you knew this was going to be your calling?
2: Uh, it, kind of a few different pieces. We lived in uh, southeastern Connecticut. And, uh, we were down there morning, fellow campers. Uh, <laughs> we, uh, we lived right by the Navy base. And at the time the Marines were still there and, uh, just sort of a part of the association, just being with that and seeing it all the time. So it, uh, kind of became normal. And I just like, yep, I won't do that. So, uh, it's kind of, it's kind of how it happened. Just stuck with me ever since all through school. I, uh, I mentioned the, uh, the army once, but you know,
1: did yeah. you even did you even talk to the army before you joined?
2: Uh, I had to actually. I had to speak to all of them. My parents were very uh, very adamant that I speak to all the service branches. So it was, uh, yeah, I had to do that. Didn't like it. Did.
1: <laughs> Which did any of them in in talking to them? Did any of them make you think ah maybe like the air force? Like
2: we Uh, all the the army uh the army used their normal moves, you know, hey look, we can give you any job, we'll throw you a bonus. Uh I wasn't gonna do the navy just because that was my whole family line was pretty much navy and I was just no, I don't wanna do that. Uh and the Air Force guy kinda looked at me and just was like No. Like No Cool
1: story. I'm, I'm sure there was a waiting list um, in the Air Force even. Well, I know there was, because I joined in the same year as you did.
2: Yep. Yep. Yeah, you went before me, though. What was it, one cycle I think we discussed? It was like yes. Group behind?
1: Yes. Um, okay. So when you were sitting in there talking to the recruiter at the ripe, old, wise age of 18, knowing that you had wanted to do this since you were five years old... What were you wanting to go into? What was the job? What did you want to be in the Marine Corps?
2: Like every other hard charging 18 year old that walked into the recruiter's office, I want to be infantry. <laughs> and uh, yeah, that was that was a little frowned upon by the family, but uh, the discussion went back and forth a lot, and finally we kind of settled on my second passion, which was aviation. So it was all right. Let's go down the aviation field. It's going to work out for the long term, and. Hey, why not? I want to work on F-18s. We didn't work on F-18s.
1: What did you work on?
2: <laughs> I, ended up be, uh, I ended up working on Huey and Cobra attack helicopters, which are a lot cooler than fixed wing for any of you fixed wing. Good <laughs> <real cool. laughs> Kid kids. That's just how it goes.
1: And you did your full 20, yes?
2: No, just shy. Um, I, got, I re- took early retirement at 17.
1: At 17 years, and you did recruiting duty. Yeah. And that's how we met. Yeah. Because I brought a sprightly, feisty 17, 18 year old fresh out of high school that was wanting to join the army. Yeah. We almost had her. We were so close. We almost had her. And then she decided to go army.
2: Yeah. Couldn't blame her. I mean, it worked out better for her anyway.
1: (laughs) That's true. You left recruiting duty. Um, what year?
2: 2013.
1: And is that when you got deployed overseas? Uh, that was my, no, I went back
2: to my, uh, I went back to the fleet and deployed a few months later, but that was my last deployment before that I deployed a bunch of times before I went on recruiting, recruiting. I was late, late push in recruiting just due to uh, our ops tempo and uh, how we did things.
1: Mm -hmm. And where did you serve? Where were you deployed um, during our OEF, OIF? uh, OIF,
2: good Lord, the whole triangle. So Al-Asad, TQ, AQ, that was the primary three and hopped around a few places. Mm -hmm. And that one did Iraq. Four times and then did uh, Afghanistan once out of uh, Leatherneck and Dwyer. We we're one of the first units, we were the first skid units down in Dwyer.
1: So, combat tours total upwards more than five?
2: Yeah, the last two blended together. We started in Iraq and transitioned to Afghanistan.
1: So, doing that many combat tours, doing what you do, working on aviation, what was your mindset? during that time of what you wanted to do when you, when you landed back into civilian world?
2: Uh, to be honest of it all, I had no idea what I wanted to do in the civilian world. Um, you know, at that time for the combat runs, it was, Hey, I'll work in aviation when I get out. Why not? I'm sure I can find something. And, uh, after the recruiting world, you know, you get sales experience. It was, well, I can do sales know, yeah, it's, it's not going to be that bad. Not a great smile. It's going to be all right. And, uh, yeah, so I really didn't have, a, uh, I didn't have a superstar plan for the future. I thought I'd be just a Marine for 30 years, just punch it and run. So didn't have a big plan.
1: Why did you get out at 17?
2: Uh, medically, actually. Um, in 2013, I uh, developed a very weird and rare case of pneumonia. And uh, they cut out a chunk of my lower left lobe lung. So that was a good time. Um, fought like hell. Make sure that I could stay in. Just because, you know, at that time it's like, hey, I got nothing else, man. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just, I'm just here for the party. Mm-hmm. So fought really hard. Had an awesome team working with me. I had a case manager that was just a superstar. She rocks. I mean, to this day, we still stay in touch. Um, had an excellent... Uh, Learned about programs that I never knew existed in the Marine Corps. One called uh, RTR, Return to Readiness. Mm-hmm. and uh, They take you and fix you. They get you right back in physical shape. And after laying in a hospital bed for a month and bed rest at home for another month, you lose everything. You lose every single mm-hmm. power you have. So I had atrophy. I'd lost a ton of weight, which was really cool. You <laughs> get me wrong.
1: I loved it. I was super skinny you're um, in marine corps weight standards <laughs> well,
2: I, first time ever i didn't have to tape i was like dang i don't know how i feel about this <laughs> um, so the uh it was going really good and yeah i had a great physical trainer that just got me through it all and uh made it work and they got me in there and uh Got back to it, passed all the PFT, CFT. I was ready to rock and roll and, uh, yeah, kept going. And then started turning downhill for some reason. Uh, you know, lung capacity, lungs don't grow back. Right. Not (laughs)
1: regenerative. Yeah.
2: Oh, you know, it's, it's all that. And I fell into a lot of the same case with a lot of people that have had their lung part of their lung removed. Uh, it fused to my rib cage. So I don't have a free floater. So now you're talking loss of another bit of, uh, lung capacity. So I got a little worried about that. And, uh, towards the end of the career, I kind of thought, you know, am I a help or am I a hindrance? Mm -hmm. Um, and I kind of decided it was more of a detriment. And during that time, thankfully the Marine Corps was still doing Terra early retirement. Um, so passed my last PFT, had a conversation with my boss and said, uh, I think I need to go ahead and retire. I think I'm going to go out on my terms. I don't want to be in trouble or anything like that. agreed so we dropped my appendix j and uh thankfully the marine corps approved it and retired about uh six months after my after my approval so it was uh real turbo
1: were you conflicted at all were you were you not just conflicted but were you worried were you concerned were you sad was there a sense of loss
2: oh yeah huge i mean you take the one thing you've known for the last 17 years that really, I mean, anyone that's been in the military knows it defines you. It changes you, you know, Mm -hmm. you grow up from that. Your parents raise you and then the Marine Corps molds you a little bit and changes you up. And then your mentality follows that, um, that same block. You're just going to continue. Uh, and when it was coming to an end, it was, it was culture shock. It was okay we've got to do things different now hey we, we've got to go find a job son <laughs> we've got to really pin on our big boy pants and start uh start doing it right um and then it was the you know the, the sadness of the loss of kind of the self-identity in a little bit but uh, i think that one that one was the hard one but it kind of passed a few months after it was like all right we're good um yeah pretty much those pieces i think you asked the third part but i don't know if i hit it
1: Sorry. Uh, no, you hit them all because you're different in that you're the first person that I've talked to that whatever they wanted to do, their idea of what they wanted to do at a young age, they did. And they designed it. And and, and when you serve in, in the military, but I think in the Marine Corps, there is such an alignment of self and service. You become one with what you're doing so there's not a separation of this is me personally and this is me professionally you no. are one and the same and when you get out you what was your steps of having to separate that
2: yeah about that <laughs> um actually i'm, I'm kind of fortunate um i've got an awesome wife i man yeah uh, my wife jen she's been through it all you know we've been together 13 years and through the whole gambit um her and a couple of very close friends really got me back into the the real world and kind of just like hey it's gonna be all right man just you know this you know this you know this and it was kind of the connecting of the dot pieces to uh to make it work Mm -hmm. all right we're good let's run this
1: what was the first endeavor that you that you went after after retiring
2: uh, I was fortunate enough to have a friend in the uh, textile business. Mm-hmm. So they hired me on as a sales manager,
1: and you decided to go straight into sales.
2: Oh yeah, yeah. It was it was uh, it was where the money was, and at the time, it my biggest worry was financial, because right. you go making what full pay at, at a gunny rate plus BAH, mm-hmm. all these things. And you're making plenty of money and you're doing just fine. And you're living within your means to, Hey, we're going to cut you down to half your base pay. There's no other thing else. And you're going to have to make this work. Okay. All right. Make this work. Um, so yeah, that, that part kind of was the kick in the pants. So like, make a bunch of money and we need to do it fast so we can build a block and go for,
1: <clears throat> How long was it from the time that you took the job as sales and textile to the time that you were like, sell it all? We're <laughs> we're leaving.
2: <laughs> well, that uh, that had another step in the way. Um, I ended up going after I left that job. Um, I went to a the, the tower industry. I went and got mm-hmm. a tower climber for cell phones, and uh, my contract came up to an end, and it was like, oh no. We have nothing in the bag here, and uh, a lot of other things had gone on. We'd sold our original house, bought a bigger house, our dream house. Um, we were planning on doing foster care and adoption, and a whole bunch of bad stuff happened with uh, the agency we went through. And then it was it was panic mode, and uh, Jen and I were sitting in the living room, and I'm pounding away at my resume, and I'm firing it off to anything that I see is open. Reaching out to any recruiter I can on LinkedIn. I'm like, hey, how's it going? What's up? Hey, I'm Brian. How are you? You know, trying to get it right. Happening." Mm-hmm. And Jen said, uh, well, what if we just sell everything, buy an RV and travel? And I'm like, you got jokes. <laughs> That's cute. Oh, okay. Let's do that. Um, And she said, no, I'm dead serious. Yeah. Really? O- okay. Let's look at it. And uh, we started We started looking at the, this lifestyle, started following groups, um, started doing forum checks, reading about it, finding out, mm-hmm. hey, what can you do with this? What can you do with that? How do you do this? Who drives the rigs? You know, what, what's our best RV? What's the choices? And it took about uh, three to four months. And it. it all. Lit. From
1: conception to actual, that's not a long time.
2: Conception to wheels up. We were, uh, yeah. Yeah, we were we were on the road.
1: What was so intriguing about about doing the RV life?
2: Uh, at the time, it was partial freedom, but also financial safety. Mm-hmm. We did the math and we found if we could, if the house sold, we'd be able to. Mm-hmm probably just live on the retirement and we, we could probably make it work while still saving money and uh, making adjustments as needed on the way. And uh, from there it was kind of like, Hey, good morning. Um, it was, all right, let's make it happen. Everything did. We it took us a while. We found Rex or Rexall, um from a guy, nice family that was retiring from RVing Mm-hmm. We realized, hey, we're going to have to renovate this to make it work. So we did. Brought it home. We gutted it. Or we brought it to Tennessee. I'm sorry. After we sold the house, we needed to find a new home. So we moved in with my mother-in-law. She's awesome. Thank you mm-hmm. very much. Uh, Renovated it. And uh, yeah, turned and burned. I think we were in Tennessee for three months. And, yeah, that we turned this whole thing around in three months.
1: What was that like, the first time that you all loaded up into the RV and set out on the open road? What was going through your mind? Oh, dang. <laughs> oh, dang. <laughs> oh, what now? Because yeah. you're going against – I mean, I know that the RV life is um, – it's new. And there's quite a few people that are very intrigued by it, and there's even – fewer that are actually doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it goes against everything that we have been taught on what you're supposed to do as a grownup.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It's awesome.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's the ultimate rebellion. Okay. And I, what was going through your mind as a husband, as a father in the RV, pulling out of your mother-in-law's driveway, ready to hit the road?
2: Holy crap, what did we just do?
1: What did we just do?
2: And did we make the right decision? Because along the way, it was also we had to homeschool our daughter. And right. it was, are we breaking our kid? Are we, are, is this the right path for our family? And, uh, yeah, that was, that was terrifying. That, that part alone was enough to be like, mm, I don't know about this.
1: What was, um what was your daughter's reaction when you told her this is what's gonna happen
2: Uh, she was not oh she wasn't happy but neither you know I don't think any of us really were we had the house we had bought we had we had we had moved in brand new neighborhood it was still being built and um we had just happened to have the best neighbors you possibly could ever wish for move in mm-hmm. with kids the exact same age as abby and oh, they're cool you know, no. and every day after school they were out front riding their bikes together they were sleepovers there and then the adults we were all friends I, there wasn't anything we wouldn't do for each other we'd work together we'd drink together i mean we we set up weird events you know people were like what well, did you guys do that you know, pumpkin carving all of us together in one driveway. Mm -hmm. Let's do it. All right. Sounds great. Um, And it let, and it really that hurt and that hurt Abby really hard because she was, she was not, she wasn't used to losing her friends. And uh, that part for her really that I think that hurt her the most. Um, And I know it hurt Jen as well because Finding friends is never the easiest one that you can trust like that. Right. So yeah, that uh, that hurt her a bit, and uh, we pushed really hard to find campgrounds that had kids and it was kid friendly. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the beginning, it was a nightmare. Now we have we have the answer. I'll be happy to tell you about that. I'm sure, it's, I'm, it's, I'm. I know it's going to come up. Um, and uh, yeah, that was the hardest part, making sure she had the social interaction.
1: So how long was it from that uncertainty that we've made a mistake? And while it was, while we thought it was a good idea, no one's super duper happy right now. How long was it until you got into a group? Because it literally could have stayed that way. Yeah, yeah. It could have gone to
2: shit. It could have very quickly. And a couple times we thought for sure. And I think month, I think it was around month two, we were like, holy crap, what have we done? Um, <clears throat> and then it, uh, then it got better. We ended up finding more of these campgrounds that had kids and mm-hmm. they, at, at, she just jumped with it to go play and they happily accepted her. And it was like, okay, she's getting some friends, but it was, you know, the quick friends. It was, Hey, we're on the road. Cool story. Um, and then it, uh. Then it evolved a little bit more into all right, hey, we're staying in touch with a couple people, that's cool. And then we joined two groups that changed it. Um, and if anybody's watching or ever watches this and doesn't know about it, you think about. Mm-hmm. And you got family. This is the way we did it, and I couldn't go any better. We joined a group called Full Time Families. Okay. Uh, they are basically the name is itself. They are full time travelers like us, and they are a lot of families. Husbands <laughs> and their kids. Uh, a lot of them are working on their RVs.
1: Are you working?
2: Not yet. I have a plan. I have to just kick it in motion.
1: Can I know your plan?
2: Sure. Uh, but let me finish the other one first. The other one. Okay. Um. And then the other one we joined is something called Thousand Trails. Uh, And that is a, basically imagine a timeshare for camping. But it was basically, we joined this place as a bunch of campgrounds throughout the country. And it's huge family oriented. There's all these playgrounds and all these families go here because it saves money. It's like, And then we ended up going and joining, Um, we found out that the full-time families was having a rally which is where we are now. We're at a group of like-minded people and families together. We've been here a week and we have made some of the, mo- we met some of the most amazing people you could have on a full-time road. These guys, the ladies and gentlemen are awesome. Love them. Um, and we all share tips and shared meals and it, you know, you realize, holy crap, this is a community. This isn't a, this isn't anything that bad. This is a group of people. This is people are like-minded. We're, what do I do with this? And you realize that, okay, I'm not alone. And Abby learned, I'm not alone. She's made tons of friends here. And you know, we're all talking about, hey, where are you going next? Oh, I'm going here. All right, I'm not going to be there. Oh, hey, you should come with us. You should do this. Oh, we want to. Oh, three months, we're going to be here. Dude, we're going to be there. All right, cool. Let's get a campsite next to each other. Um, so it makes these links all together. And we all stay at Thousand Trails. So, it has the amenities, it has the locations, it has everything you could possibly need for that mm-hmm. one, one little piece. And now we're set. It's like, okay, we're good. And today, um, a lot of the families are all, I'm watching, so you've seen me looking up. Yeah. I'm, I'm watching my neighbors packing up their houses and, you know, getting their rigs ready for transport. And they're going to be on the road to their next campground. And it's like, See you in a couple weeks, you know, it's, it's a little sad, but it's fun. So yeah.
1: That, you catch up with them though.
2: Oh yeah. And we stay in touch on Facebook. Um, a lot of us, and we all have different things, you know, we all have different ways of staying in touch. Almost everybody's got a Facebook. Mm-hmm. Welcome to the century, unfortunately. Yeah. Touch. Hey.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, Instagram. Uh, you know, everybody's mm-hmm. got their sharing, but it's great because it's also informational sharing for us. It's not a, it's not a boasting share. You know, when we're sharing stuff, it's we're not boasting. I'm not like, oh, hey, look at me. I'm at Yosemite. It's not that. When I'm posting, it's like, hey, check it out Where's at Yosemite. This is a really cool place to go. If you've never been here, go here. This is awesome. Stay away from this. It didn't work for us. You know, it's basically an online catalog. So all of them are sharing their campgrounds. Like, hey, this campground, awesome. Go. Don't miss it. Or, dude, don't go there. <laughs> that is bad. Stay um, away. Yeah, and it's it's been great for anything from, um, we haven't had one bad thousand trails, which is cool. That's nice. Um, we've stayed in national parks and state parks, and people are like, you stayed there? But you know why? Well, it was pretty awesome when we were there. You know, and they had a bad experience, so we kind of jive stories. So it works out, and it's it's like having a neighbor every different day. Uh, and if you don't like no. your neighbor, you can always flip the jet and drive off.
1: <laughs> but you're, you're part of this traveling community. I am. And that's kind of replace that has replaced having to say goodbye to a stationary community of the neighborhood that you were in, yeah. and everybody's well adjusted, everything's well adapted. Who told you that you were crazy for doing this?
2: Um, just about everybody in my family, except for a few small, few handful, my grandmother and uh, my mom, of all things, they're like. You know, what? Are you, you're, this is nuts. My parent, my mom is like, that sounds awesome. Um, yeah. my, my stepdad was like, what? What are you thinking? But after I broke it all down to him how we were doing and how we were, so I was like, oh, you're good. Go have fun. Um. And yeah. And then after everybody's kind of seen the travels, it's gone from um, you know, oh, you're homeless to, uh, holy crap, I want to do that. You
1: know. Right. Because you're not homeless.
2: No, not even a little
1: not even a little
2: this house rocks (laughs) i got a good life in there but uh you asked a question and i promised i'd answer it so i'll answer it my future plan um i actually intend on i gotta find it um but i need to go my goal is to go to two rv schools one for repair and one for refrigeration and then uh welding school to get those done and use the gi bill i mean it's our education benefit use it while you can don't don't miss it
1: right
2: uh get certified in both of them and as i travel uh if somebody needs help cool i can help i got a mechanical background i can figure it out and uh and if it helps people then i did something good
1: so you're gonna be a mobile a mobile repair Pretty much and That's renovation
2: yeah oh renovation Oof. i don't know if i want to go down Would
1: that Do you want to do that
2: I did until I started really realizing what came with it and the timelines required. Mm-hmm. Um, I changed the game a little bit. I could do it, and I'm sure I could find a couple fellow RVers in this you know community that would be like, "Dude, I'll work with you." Um, you know, we could go renovate RVs all day. But uh, yeah, no, I just want to be. If I can, I want to be the repair. Um, hey, you know my rig's broken. I'm in this canvas spot. All right, I'll be right there. All right, hey. we broke this. I need it welded. All right, I can do that.
1: And is this something that you really want to do? Is this something that you're... Are you not even looking at possible remote virtual work Oh no, oh, we lost Brian. I'm going to message him real quick to jump back on. Um, please hold. We may have lost signal. Hold on
0: one moment.
2: Oh. That's the only bad part. Now <laughs> we can talk about that part next. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, well, it, you know what? It couldn't have come at a more opportune time. Hey, why don't you do something virtual? Because I can't always guarantee a signal. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, and we found some workarounds about that. And um, that was one of the great things about here is a lot of the people kind of explained their workarounds. Lots of, mm-hmm. I mean, one family has all three carriers. They have hotspots for everything: AT and T, Sprint, T-Mobile, and uh, Verizon. And wow. they pick one.
1: depending on what network they're in
2: but yeah no i didn't. i didn't want to be tied i really didn't i don't want to be stuck on a day where we're out somewhere and i'm like i can't go i I gotta work
1: well you use an interesting word to preface that you said this might sound selfish do you think all of this is selfish this life you're living this lifestyle sometimes i do
2: why Because I'm thirty eight years old and I should be slaving over a job somewhere and you know, crushing it. Um, you know, I shouldn't be retired and living this life. I should be in my sixties doing this. I'm reminded of that several times when my older neighbors are go, Well, what do you do for a living? Oh, I'm retired. What? (laughs) It's like Yeah.
1: But that but that's that is what interests me so much because we have this mindset and definition that we have to wait a certain time to enjoy life, have fun, live it to the fullest. You and still, still going into the most elite branch, come at me, bros, if y'all want to, but the most elite <laughs> elite branch there is, but doing five, you know, what was it six? I lost but, count. Of it. Five yeah. combat tours. You've done five combat tours. You've lost a partial lung. You have the, the funds. You have the means. You've done the planning, the contingency planning. And yet you're still self it. Hmm. I don't know. Just because somebody else has a definition of, of what your life should look like at thirty eight that's interesting how do we break through how can everyone do what you do even even if it's in the back of their mind oh i'm i'm going against the status quo people are going to think i'm crazy i'm hearing uh, people are actually telling me that this is not what i'm supposed to be doing but i'm going to do it anyway and i'm going to enjoy it how do you do that
2: you ignore the noise you don't how do you ignore
1: the noise You
2: you remember you're not they're not it's not you that's not, you're not their life. You're not their path. You, you are you. you. That's all you will ever be is you. Accept that. Enjoy it. Embrace it. You don't have to live for anyone else because in reality, no one cares. If you want to keep up with the Joneses, keep up with them. Have at it, man. I, I applaud you. Mm-hmm. I, you can. And I was very close to being in that box. And then after this, I realized, no, I don't want that. I want the American dream. I want the one thing that we strive for.
0: I want
2: want just freedom. Give me freedom. Give it to me. Let me enjoy it. Let me see it. And when you stop caring, which is a very hard thing to do in this digital age and a of things, when you stop caring about other people's thoughts about how you should be or how you should approach something in life, or hey I would do it this way you shouldn't be doing that when you turn that noise off and you start thinking for yourself again and you think the most important thing is my family and my life and my time because I'll never get any of my time back pieces start falling together Mm -hmm. you just start going okay alright see where this rabbit hole goes
1: Um, We have comments for you. Catherine Catherine Williams loves your life. Hi, Mom. (laughs) And what, this is your mom? Yeah, she's very very wise. She was like, is it selfish to share your life with your family, giving your daughter her father daily? You're absolutely right.
2: (laughs) How dare dare I
1: spend time with my family? dare you be present every single day? Um, Jay Renna says, happy for you, Brian. Teflhundan. And yeah, and every best way to live. Glad to have met you. It's nice to have fellow FDF friends on the road with us. I mean, you really do have a community.
2: Oh, yeah. And this community is awesome. The full-time family group, it reminds you, you're not alone. At all. And people that are thinking about this life and they're terrified of it for that one piece of, hey, I'm going to be alone. You're not. And you never will be. There is always somebody, your neighbor, two, two sides down, full-time family member. Or a rally, you're going to go meet other people. Or after a rally, you run into a situation, you post it on Facebook, and people you know are like, hey, dude, where are you at? What do you need? Oh, are you? do you need these tools? Or, hey, okay, you know what? I'm two minutes down the road. I'll, I'll come help you. you're in a situation now where you have a group, a family, a awesome family, and they're there for you and they're like-minded and they get it. And there are people that have been doing this seven, 12 teen years of really. And it's like, Holy crap. How'd you do it? And they kind of look at you like you're doing it. What do you mean? How do you do it? And it's like,
1: Huh, huh. <laughs> oh, it doesn't go any deeper, okay
2: <laughs> <laughs> I guess the answer to the key to life right there is really just oh, go live it
1: bitch. <laughs> do, you, do you think that there's a movement we are breaking out of traditional boxes, we're breaking out of traditional thinking, and not just find your journey, live your passion, live your, I'm not talking about that. What I am talking about is that you, you don't have to make it complicated. There is a, there is a peace and, and beauty and simplifying.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And is
1: that what RV living does for you and for the group? Is that a consensus among the group?
2: I wish I could speak for the group. Everybody's got their different sides of it. Um, I mean, I've heard different pieces for me in my opinion of it. It's the ultimate freedom and reassurance that the world is not as bad as you think.: Really? I've, we took the TV out of the RV when I renovated it. Um, I don't have a TV. The only community the only thing I have for digital world and stuff like that is uh, my trusty laptop, my mm-hmm. wonderful phone, and iPad, and yeah, and people are like, "Oh, you have your head under a rock. you don't know what's going on in the world." Like, no. I still see the news. I just choose not to read into the crazy, stupidity, saber-rattling propaganda. I yeah, can call me a conspiracy theorist. Go for it. I'll accept it. But, I mean, I don't I don't fall into the fear-mongering anymore. <clears throat> I have a renewed sense of uh, faith in humanity because people are awesome. And this has really been like the, yeah, screw all that other stuff. This is awesome. These, these people rule.
1: Yeah, because if you get out from behind the screens and the articles and what people are feeding you and you actually talk to people, it's amazing that you find out, oh, (laughs) wow.
2: Oh, dang. Yeah. (laughs) Great life. And I mean, we've, uh, I think we've hit nine or 10 uh, national parks so far. I'm not, I'll have to double check. But they're awesome. And if, You've never seen the world. It's like, holy crap, this is cool.
1: That I, don't know. I gotta ask because you said the world. Are would you, I know you can't travel an RV across the oceans, but are you gonna? <laughs> not yet. Are you gonna take your travels by boat someday?
2: Um, defined by boat, like take the Rex across the pond, or do you mean taking cruises?
1: Um, like. We'll have an RV in another continent, and then we'll we'll travel by boat to that. Pick up the RV, RV around there. You know,
2: that would be the pipe dream to me. Um, we've talked about it actually. Um, I would not be sad about you know <laughs> finding an RV some in another country and be like, I'm going to rent this or buy this from you. Your choice." But I'm going to travel for a bit. And um, a couple of full-time families here had told me that uh, there's not, they've heard of a couple of people going across the pond to do sort of this thing, but there's not the same infrastructure um, for caravanning, what they believe they call it. There's not those things. We don't have the campgrounds that hop like we do here. And uh, that's like, Oh, okay. Tracking that, that makes things a little difficult. So um, the thought is definitely there. I would not be sad. And I know, I know Jenny would be just heartbroken if I took her overseas. I know.
1: Or Abby. (laughs) To spend three months going around Ireland or, yeah, terrible. Horrible.
2: How dare you?
1: But there is a trade-off, isn't there? I mean, there is a trade-off. So Abby's going to be hitting her teenage years, and there's certain milestones that happen, you know, high school dances, formals all of that. And so there is a bit of a trade-off. Do you think that you're going to be, is there any plan to settle down during those years for her? Or are you going to, are you going to take a consensus as a family, what everyone wants to do?
2: We actually take a consensus with the family every few months. Um, really? We do. We actually, hey, is everyone still good with this? We, we check in with each other a lot on that. Um, one of the big ones just actually happened Recently, um, I got an email from a recruiter asking me if I was interested in a hundred and twenty thousand dollar a year job in Oklahoma. Mm. Yes, <laughs> hello, money. <I> like. <laughs> um, and uh, it was kind of a like, oh man, there's there's a chance that we could have something really cool here. And the first words out of my daughter's mouth, God lovers, does this mean we have to stop traveling?
1: <laughs>
2: oh. Yeah. Well, yeah, if we get there, we're going to have to stop traveling, kiddo. I don't want that. It's like, touche. Let it go. Yeah. And it just became a fine. So, yeah, we, we make sure that we talk to each other on it because that is uh, that is important. We, need to, we all need to be on the same page. We all need to be agreeing that this is what we want. We all need to say we all have the buy-in. And if we don't, then we need to stop and reconsider what our options are. Because this isn't, man, this isn't a stopping sort of thing. You know, like, oh, this is what we're doing. Um, right. That's, that's not our dynamic. And I don't think we'll ever go down that path.
1: Well, once you break out of the definitions and the boxes and and go against the rules, then you've kind of allowed yourself to um, flow a little bit. Hey, if this doesn't make sense anymore, then we'll, we'll go somewhere else. We'll do yeah. something else that does make sense. Yep. What, and what the do no, go ahead. What's the other part?
2: The other part you're talking about the teenage years, like the dances and the, the the growing up. That is actually one of our biggest worries. Um it it almost it's scary to think that she's not going to get the stereotypical things. Mm-hmm. And I say that word with very strong emphasis because that to me is what it is. It is the expected norm. Oh, you got to go to a high school dance. Why?
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I mean why? Why? Why do I have to do any of that? What is she gaining out of it? What? Mm-hmm. what oh, the social interaction. I've got that here. I've got. Oh, I had four or five teenagers here. They've been homeschooled and doing this for the longest time. Um, they're doing just fine. And I kept thinking that, man, I'm, I'm ruining her for this. And then I realized, no, I'm not. I'm actually setting you up a little further. And Jen has been like the ultimate teammate. I mean, she's like the primary driver. I'm just the cool guy that sits back and goes, hey, I'm dad. What's up? <laughs> um, and it's worked and it's working and developing. And could we do it? Absolutely. We could stop today go into a house and put her back in public school and run it yeah or we can continue to travel educating our kid in the normal things that are expected with school and also life at the exact same time and being free of it and not having to think about
1: and you said something interesting you said you're setting her up even further and there is an argument for that because a lot of I think some children, and I have a high schooler that's getting ready to go to college, and so college is a topic. Terrifying! Oh, right? Can't believe he is that old, that boy. I know, um, <laughs> and he's he's talking about college, but I can sense from him, he's like, "Wait, I have to," because he wanted to go clear across <clears throat> the country away from us to go to to go to college, and now he's thinking, "Well, maybe something closer to home." You're setting her up to not to not be concerned about, to not be anchored, but at the same time, you're showing her the importance of having a foundation and a community.
2: Well,
1: and it's just- thing.
2: She needs to have a community, but we have it here. What, just cause we don't have a sticks and bricks house, it's not a community. And that's and- one of the things I don't understand, I think.
1: I think that's what I was going to say. I think a lot of people are going, Oh, well, you're not, I mean, you're not giving her stability and you're not giving her consistency, but the truth is that you are, you're giving her experiences on that. And you're not, you're not giving her, I can only be here. To feel comfortable, I can only, you know how we feel when we go back to our hometown. There's a sense of comfort in our hometown. Oh, this is where I used to go get burgers after school. This is where I did this. And I I mean, that's lovely. That's nice. But imagine if you could just be comfortable anywhere.
2: Yeah. And one of the, you know, a lot of people are like, how can you not put your kid in a normal school environment? You know, how are they getting the education? And it's... Hmm. I don't want to say they're narrow-minded. I really don't because I don't think they are. I just think they don't see the other things that can go with this. I mean, it, all of the families that are doing this, they're not in danger. The kids are all getting schooled, whether it's through a Connections Academy. I've heard one people do that. Um, and every one of them has to, is registered with their state, their home state, and they're checked on and it's verified. Or, you know, you go through the Umbrella academies. There is a lot to be said about that for the homeschooling piece. So people that are scared of that and think, oh my gosh, you know, what can what am I doing? It's really not as bad as you think. It's it's a little daunting at first, but you also get to learn your kids' learning style. We we sat down in the beginning and man, it was it was school dictatorship. We were in the chair from eight to three. I don't care where we are,
1: eight to three, you will do <laughs> Interesting, you didn't go to the drill field. You decided to go to recruiting.
2: We all know I was sent to recruiting. I didn't choose it. It doesn't choose. I didn't choose the life. The life chose me. Um, uh, So when it came to the schooling piece, we just figured we had to follow that mold. You know, we got to keep them in there. Abby was done with second grade in six months. And we're like, oh, crap. What do we do? (laughs) <laughs> you know, Jen's like, what, what do you think we should do, I'm like, oh, We're going to third grade. Well, <laughs> Marine mentality. I yes. Went. Um, and then Jen kind of made me snap out of it and realize, wow, that's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> so we retailed the program to fit one Abby's learning style. We had to change the program. She was learning okay with how we had it with workbooks and other things. Then we switched to a digital thing and man she just flew through things. We we're like, holy crap, this is awesome. But we also changed the program on pieces for her to learn. And just now after this rally, I've learned from a lot of families, there are a ton of other cool resources that we haven't even tapped. And right. that will fit her style. Some of them are guaranteed to fit her lifestyle. I know that. She she'll thrive with it. And then there's others where she is gonna be like, I mm, do I feel about this, you know, and she'll resist. Mm-hmm because you know it's something a little different but on the same token if it doesn't work then why continue why, why follow the definition of insanity so we're just working through it and it's, it's constantly evolving it's constantly changing but she's still getting the important things she's getting education and she's getting a real world education at the same time
1: mm-hmm. she's
2: learning about america and the, the cool things here you know it's I'm sure, I think somebody had told me once, one of the first grade requirements is to learn about ancient Mesopotamia. Why? Why does an eight, why does a seven or six year old need to know about Mesopotamia? What's up, dude? Speaking of the devil, there's my kiddo. Um, So those pieces are really, really helpful for that that thought process. Mm -hmm. And, And,
1: well, well, I was just about to say, I mean, we're talking schooling, we're talking some sort of semblance of we have we have to meet this criteria. So you are having to follow um some of the rules, right? Because she's got to <laughs> stay on track. And that just brought to mind that you guys are still dealing with everyday family situations. Um but you're in a much smaller space. Okay. Uh-
2: 200 square feet.
1: Yeah. And I mean there's definitely you guys bonded as a family because you're you're always together. Yeah. You're doing this together, this adventure together. Um what do you, what keeps you guys on track? What keeps you guys motivated? Have you had to really expand conflict resolution? de-escalation to we're to weird. go to 200 square feet
2: now we're weird um and i i say that in the best kind of way conflict resolution for us is a little bit more it's not really that big it's really easy the hardest thing is dealing with an eight-year-old that wants to grow up and mm-hmm. being the parents and it's not nothing has really changed with that we've we follow the same molds um, we still follow the normal no you can't do that and mm-hmm. there's still punishment there's still end results you know there's still things you know people are like oh how do you deal with you know I, I think somebody had mentioned it once i read it on a forum about, well how do you ground your kid it's like i don't know take away take away xxx put her in this situation and you go with it you figure yeah. it out But it's like, you know, what am I really, what am I taking away? I'm taking away distractions. Things that she loves? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I've taken a tablet away, one of her school tablets, and then she gets it back for school. Ha! Sucks to be here, dude. But it it, it, it still teaches the lessons. And there's still life lessons she's learned by the whole road. There are tons of things she's learned that are key fundamentals. And it hasn't stopped. So, it's not that bad. And then I know a lot of people are like oh we don't fight now. Jenny and I don't fight. We don't argue, we don't bicker. You know, the worst thing we do is take up one too many sides of the bed cuz you know, we're in a queen-size bed and it's a short queen. So my feet hang off a little bit. And you know, the bed sits here and our nightstands are right attached to it and the counters are and the cabinets are right here, so you don't get yeah. a lot of like throwing room.
1: So have the two of you always been like that you and Jen? Have, have you um, always been
2: Not in the beginning. In the beginning stages, um, I think we did the normal, you know, bickering. We didn't know how to communicate. And that was the biggest one. It wasn't dislike. It wasn't headstrong. It was, we just didn't know how to communicate. And finally, we got sent to a pairs retreat for, on the Marine Corps dollar. And it helped Hmm. a little, but we also worked together and realized, you know, a lot of different things that why are we arguing? What's the discussion with this? This is, what? And it's more, you know, we compromise on more things than not. Or it's just we disagree and go, all right, well, if that's the way it is, then, you know, oh, my gosh. And call it a day. Not, we don't fight. <clears throat> it's weird.
1: So we, so you've strengthened. So have, have you guys strengthened as a unit since being on the road? <laughs> Or did you pretty much have that down pat before?
2: We've had a pretty down pat in my opinion. She, Jen might make a different comment, um, but I think we've had it down, um but as far as the road goes, yeah, I mean, we're an awesome team. We work well together.
1: Well, and that's what your mom just said. You are great. oh, and Jenny keeps you in line.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's true story. <laughs>
1: Awesome. Well, we are actually coming to a close in an hour. And I'm curious. uh, Actually, I'm not curious. That was the wrong word. Uh, You guys are starting a blog and a following. And what are those page names that you guys are? Let's do your plug.
2: So a couple of different ones. So we'll talk about like I said in the group earlier. So you got full time families. And that's one word. So fulltimefamilies.com. They're on Facebook. Um, That's one of the major groups that really makes the community a community. Um, Thousand Trails is the camping that we primarily utilize For veterans, I'm going to tell you now, if you have any rating, you need to go get your National Parks Pass. It's free. It is very important because you can get into all the national parks for free. And uh, depending on which pass some of them depending on your rating gets you 50% off camping very nice um, and then for us we, uh, we kept it simple uh, so for our webpage it's ourneverendingsummers.com
1: <laughs> <Yeah>.
2: <laughs> and I we're love- uh, hey, the Jen, all Jen It's all her brain we, uh, I agree with it um, and then our uh, for the Instagram and Facebook it's our underscore never ending never ending underscore summers our never ending summer yep all underscores
0: okay Um,
2: please by all means we're an open book i'd love to i'd love to answer any questions i can and if i don't have the answer i have as you've heard i have a community i can ask and there are a lot of veterans that are doing this that are not, you know, not, not hanging out old guys and gals. It's there's a lot of youngins.
1: And do you would you recommend? Would you recommend a, like a trial run for anyone who's thinking about doing this? Maybe rent an RV for I don't know a few weeks. You can try if you,
2: if you want. Dip your toe in. Go for it. I dove head first, um, hoping there were no rocks. Um, yeah, I mean, if, if, the real question you got to ask yourself instead of is if we should do this, I guess is more along the lines of kind of a different thought is why not? Yeah. What you, if you can, if you can support this, or if you're teleworking from home and that you, you work from your house now, why are you paying a mortgage that's killing you? Why, why aren't you out traveling and seeing things? Why aren't you doing stuff? World, kid, kid, world.
1: Oh, hey. <laughs> Hello. Hello. Are you having a great day today? Yep. Awesome.
2: Go back out the ride room? Yeah. All right. We'll see you when you get back.
1: Have fun. Bye. Bye. Look how happy she is. She's just.
2: <laughs> oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> Not, we don't have many bad days. And she looks just like you.
2: Oh, she looks right. She is our mother. She is a carbon copy of her mother. I guarantee. Yeah. No. You you know, Jen will be able to identify her just by face. Like, yeah, she's yours.
1: Well, when Chance stands next to me, everybody's like, oh, he's identical. And then he'll go stand next to his dad and they'll be like, oh, wait. (laughs) He's identical. Yeah. Beauty of jeans.
2: Oh, yeah. But this is a great, you know, and anybody like is rent an RV? Sure. Uh, go for it and rent the RV and check it out and see if you, but if you, before you rent the RV, please either take an RV course or know how wide you are. Um, too many rental RVs have nearly taken me out. Please. Really? Oh yeah. Uh, and it's a kind of a joke. I brought it up here. I was like, hey, is anybody else scared of when they see Cruise America RVs coming? They're like, oh, because um, a lot of them, they rent it and they forget how wide they are. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of people like to hug the line and they forget that their mirror will hang a foot or two over the line and their back tire goes over the line. So just remember, you're a little bit, you're wider than a car.
1: And yeah, take the safety courses, safety first.
2: Not that hard. And there's a lot of them. So yeah, uh, try it. Right, Check it out. Um, enjoy it. If you enjoy camping in a tent, that's how we started. Uh, we were tent campers. Our, a lot of our friends had motor or, uh, fifth wheels and travel trailers, you know, oh, they're nice. all living comfortable and we're in the back, like plugged in with a fan or a heater. Like, thanks dude. Um, <laughs> great. And yeah, in the beginning, like I said, we were terrified and we're like, crap, we make the wrong decision. And nine months later of traveling, we made the right decision. and we're living our best life and meeting amazing people. And doing one thing, I forgot to say this earlier. I'm sorry, I know we're running low on time. It's all um, right. A national park, one of the park rangers said something interesting to me, and it stuck with me for, and still sticks with me, is the national park system, or any park system if you think about it, is something special in the lines of this. America is the youngest country in the world. Mm. We know, everyone knows that but the national parks have been set aside are exactly how that park has been since the start of time. It is your trip to the past. It is to see how we were way back when dinosaurs, creation, whatever you want to call it. That's exactly that has been that way. That force is that way. And then when you go stand in front of a sequoia Mm -hmm. or a a couple hundred feet in the air, just like huh this thing has been here since x date this thing was here during the roman empire and it's still standing it kind of humbles you and makes you remember yeah okay i'm here for a finite time and you know it's, maybe i should take a maybe i should slow down and live a little
1: yeah mm. a lot of people still aren't going to take the plunge though they're going to live within the definition.
2: You can't blame them because I get it. I totally get it. And it's hard to break away. But if you do, you'll find freedom. And then you'll also find your friends saying, dude, you made a very good choice. And you will you'll enjoy your life. I promise. If you just got to remember before you take a message from the old guy. Make sure you can live within your means and don't go buy the $300,000 RV to start. Mm-mm. Yeah, not a good plan.
1: <laughs> Make sure you have the, the funds and the money to, to do that. And where there's a, where there's a plan, you, there's a way. So you yeah. can. Planning is essential. So I'm gonna, I wanna ask one last question What was the worst place you visited? <laughs> the craziest thing that you've seen on the road Oh geez. and where is the, where, where is the next biggest, not the next place you're going, but where is that next biggest, I want to go here place. So worst place, craziest thing. And the next big goal of. Moving. Wow. That's a tough one.
2: I mean, that is seriously tough, um, because I'm trying to think of the worst, and I'm drawing blanks. <laughs> um, there's only been a couple of places, I think, that when we, pa- but we passed through, so it wasn't really a... It wasn't bad. I want to say it was somewhere in Ohio. It was probably one of our, like... Oh, oh, oh no, 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 no. Um, <laughs> that, was, that was a little terrifying. Um, craziest thing on the road... Uh, would be seeing people with way over their tow capacity and daisy chaining. Basically, imagine your RV and a trailer and then another thing. Only certain states mm-hmm. allow it to do that. Um, that's to me, is pretty – that's crazy. Um, you no, know, Actually, one of the craziest ones was a guy that had a Class A diesel pusher who had a ton of weight, uh, had a trailer, and inside the trailer was a plane. <laughs> that was that was yeah the wings went down the side you took them off and then the body was in the fuselage and you could park underneath it and uh you pull it out put the wings on and he could fly that was his business um but it was like that's insane and the next big i think is going the next like monster thing we want is probably going to be yellowstone national park but we've got a few here. we got Crater Lake to finish, uh, the Caves of Oregon. And we're going to Olympic National Park, I think, in uh, about two weeks. So we're going to see some monster parks and, uh, and stuff like that. And it's going to continue. So if you're following, I promise I'm taking you on an adventure. <laughs>
1: oh, I love this. Um, so everyone go to our NeverEnding Summers. Um, go to Brian's page and we're gonna have links also in the comments. If you could comment all, all your links on the Andree post so people can find you and follow you on Instagram, Facebook, and your website. Happily do so. And I've been following you since you've done I'm talking from the time you purchased and announced it. And I you had a garage sale in your um, you're like yard sale, we're selling everything, and then the for sale sign outside your house. Then there was a picture of no an RV and I was like, he's not actually going through with this. And then there was a renovation, and I was like, he's actually going to do this. And I've watched your family, and I have been in awe of of everything that you've seen, how happy that you guys are, the pictures, the videos, and the off you're authentically happy. And it was it's amazing to follow you guys because you do, you take us on an adventure so keep that up I love it
2: happily, thank you so much I'm glad we got to catch up I'm glad we got to do this That's
1: yeah, yeah, that's an hour <laughs> well I want you to get back to um, to, your, to Abby and, and Jenny and the full time family crew so keep us posted where you're going next
2: stuff coming so you all take care
1: thanks for hanging out with us I had a good time. yeah all
0: right see y'all later bye. bye and we would like to thank their patreon supporters without you the show could not keep going if you're interested in supporting the show so you can see us grow and get more stories that inspire and move us to bigger and better things you can check us out on patreon and free A big shout out to our co-producers, Jay Beam and T. Martin. You guys are amazing. Thank you so much. Thanks for tuning in and we'll talk to you next week. Thanks so much. Bye.